Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Very, very quiet. Why? Well, I don't know. It's just better than coming in really loud and we're going, hunt- Hello, everyone. <laughs> we're, we're hunting wabbits. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. not. We're hunting bachelors today. Uh, it's duck season or rabbit no, season? No, it's bachelor season. It is bachelor season. For the 2023 season of The Bachelor, oh, yes. our guest comes from that show. He is such a charming man, is Thomas Malicelli. Oh, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, I take away the good looks. The ruggedly handsome, good looks, <laughs> the uh, the you know six pack body, uh, the personality, well, uh, and impec- the charisma. And what would you have? Me, impeccable <laughs> manners, uh, and he's uh, he is such a charismatic uh, fellow. Yeah, he is, yeah, absolutely. And we've got him on the show today, and I'll tell you what. He is right into uh, what is known as biohacks. I had to look up biohacks. We'll find out what that's all about and we'll, of course, ask him the most important question that anyone wants to know about someone who's been on The Bachelor and that you've watched. Is he currently single or not? (laughs) We ask all the tough questions. (laughs) We do. So that's coming up. And our food poll this week. Oh, Oh, gee. We're taking a trip into the local bakery and we're putting putting bakery wagon wheels. We're not talking about the ones you get at the supermarket. We're talking about the big, thick, marshmallow-filled wagon wheels. (laughs) Putting them up against the uh, the beautiful fruit tart with with the custard. Oh, sorry, Thomas Malicelli. You're talking all about healthy lifestyles, and here we are. We're just blowing it all out of the water. I'm having one of with those a sugar with a sugar fest. Homer Simpson moments. <laughs> well, yeah, you've been looking at the pictures oh, on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Seriously, if you want to put on ten pound, just uh, go and a, have a look. Had a cracking response to this food poll too. Wagon wheels or fruit tarts? <laughs> the answers coming up. But before all that, The Bachelor of 2023. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hilly. The obvious first question for this show is, are you any good in the kitchen, Thomas? Yes, I am somewhat good in the kitchen. I would say, I would say so. Um, I, I, I grew up in, in a family where my, my dad is, uh, is, a, is a chef. I grew up in Tuscany in, uh, in, in, in Italy. And so, yes, I guess just by being in his proximity, I learned a few things. Can, can, the, the, the man can cook. <laughs> and Thomas, what's uh, your memories of what was uh, served for you in your childhood? What was on the table growing up? Oh, my gosh. So lots of pasta, mm. lots, of, lots of lasagna, lots of, lots of meatballs, lots of cotoletta alla milanese, which is um, uh, the Italian version of a schnitzel. Um and uh yeah, pizza. Like we, 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 we would we would make homemade everything, but um in Italy you have pasta pretty much twice a day and um and we have usually three courses. So there's an appetizer, there's a main course and so there's a there's um there's a main course and then there's another main course. So so yeah, just a lot of food. That's the biggest memory. So were you a chubby kid, Thomas? <laughs> You know what? I was growing up. I was I was quite chubby. <laughs> well, you know, three course, uh, you know, a couple of times a day of pasta. That'll do it to you every time. Absolutely. But you know what's interesting as well? Like I don't know. For some reason in Italy, like you have you know a lot of food, and you tend to you tend to you stay stay quite in shape. The food food is different over there. Yeah. Yeah. But things have really come a long way since those days, uh, Thomas. I mean, you're variously described as a, a transformation specialist. You're obviously very, very, um, I guess, uh, obsessive when it comes to looking after your health, which is, which is a great thing, and detoxification. Where are you at now? 
Thank you. That's an awesome question. So essentially, I like food is, is, is a big part of my life. Like food is, I, I love food so much. Um, but I see, I see food as, as pleasure. And then I also see food as, as gains now. So, you know, I went, I went from wanting to cook so many different things every week to now being really simple where I have mainly I, I have a high protein diet. That's like my, one of my, one of my necessities, I guess. And then I, I combine that with, uh, with, with a few carbs or with some, with some vegetables, but to answer your question, um, it's very my, my diet is really simple now. What exactly, Thomas, is biohacking? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> biohacking, biohacking is an is an amazing. It's a trend now, but biohacking is something that we are all doing in some capacity during our day, and it's 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 the art of of self experimenting on yourself, different techniques to help you increase your performance, your recovery, and just to optimize your well-being. So you'll hear a lot of biohackers that are using techniques to, to live longer, to sleep better, to think better. Some of the most popular biohackers, you might have, you might know David Asprey, who was the one that invented the bulletproof coffee. Um, but essentially, the approach of biohacking is really cool, and I love it so much because it encourages you to try certain techniques or certain foods for a certain amount of time to see if it really works for you. And as opposed to you following, you know, multiple trends where they said you do this or do that and you don't really know if it's working for you, this encourages you to do the work on yourself and then become more productive and become just um, a, 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 an overall better performing human. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So it makes sense in, in that to me, it's not just one singular uh, thing. It, it's a collection of, of different habits we could, we could take on. Would intermittent fasting, would that, would that come under the, the heading of, of, of a biohack? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yes. Intermittent fasting is, is, is a huge one. And there's, there's so many ways that you can do intermittent fasting, but um, if you're if you're doing intermittent fasting, for example, for for longevity, where you're going into that into that uh, autophagy process, where you stay, you know, 24, 48, or 72 hours without eating, yes, that is probably one of the top three um, techniques or tools that you can use to uh, live in a healthier uh, body for a long time. I have a girlfriend who currently is doing the fasting and swears by it. Is, is that a is that a good long term thing to do? Yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's one of the hidden secrets. So you know, fasting. Obviously, we're so used to eating, you know, three or four times a day every day, and I guess eating is a necessity. But also, eating has become has become a habit. But um, when when you learn what happens in your body once your body doesn't have food and how your body starts to starts to heal and redirect that energy in in in, in really expelling all the toxins and things that aren't working for you, it becomes. It, fasting literally becomes like one of those, uh, almost like a superhero tool that it can, can turn you into a, yeah, I mean, an, an incredible, long-lasting individual. Now, the two people you're talking to are vastly different. I could I could do internet fasting easily. Intermittent. I, intermittent fasting. <laughs> easy, internet fasting. Um, <laughs> I, should do more, I should do more internet fasting. Uh, I could do intermittent fasting easily because I can go without food. It doesn't bother me that much. Sarah, on the other hand, is ready to eat to chew her right arm off if she doesn't eat within a very <laughs> short amount of time. Is that is – that, yes. I mean, that's the good thing about this uh, that I picked up so far is that it is an individual thing. It's not something that you just put down on the table and everyone can do it exactly exactly and it, it also it also comes along in in, in in having a conversation with someone so for example if sarah is not used to 
fasting like we wouldn't go into a a, a 48 hour fast to us 36 hour fast right away it would probably we probably start off with like a, a nighttime fast or maybe you know a 12 hour fast and then just slowly chipping away and, and getting Sarah used to the, 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 the not eating aspect but also yeah. you know a lot lots of people think you know fasting is is I'm depriving myself of food and so you're going on thinking about the negative aspects right away but if we if we tell you you know Sarah this is all the positives that are going to happen from um, not eating food for this amount of hours um, you're going to lose potentially some body fat and so then you start to when you when you start to have those feelings of hunger or hunger then you're going to be like oh okay this is this is this is good. I mean, um, there's magic happening in my body right now, and then you can start to tolerate it more. <laughs> That's me, the hangry, <laughs> the hangry. Oh, <laughs> oh, is it but, but, um, but prior to this, uh, Thomas, is uh, you're obviously a very fit and healthy specimen today. Previously, yes. I understand that wasn't uh, the case. You you had some fairly unhealthy lifestyle cool. habits. Tell us about those. Oh my gosh! I mean, I they used to call me the the Cookie Monster back in. Um, <laughs> In, in my in the days, I used to yeah, I was very unhealthy. Like I I used to um, I used to obviously my background is hospitality, and so um, working nights and um, wanting to socialize after work hours, I got into the habit of drinking you know one or two bottles of wine every night almost. Wow. And I was um, weekends I was partying for two days straight. Sometimes I. Yeah, I <laughs> I was very different to what I am now, but um, I I don't regret any of those moments because I had the best time ever. But then they those moments also allowed me to touch rock bottom in in a, in a couple of in a couple of times, and uh, those moments I found were really beneficial into turning me who I am in who I am today. We want to ask you about the bachelor experience. What what can you tell us about that now that you've had a bit of time to sort of reflect on it and think about it? Yeah, I mean, it was. I was dating ten women at once. Uh, a man's dream, I would say. <laughs> all nightmare, all nightmare. One yeah. of the two. It depends. It depends how you, how you how you look at things. Um, it was an incredible experience. I loved every second of it. Uh, I, you know, the women on on the show were just absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, I'm all about stepping out of my comfort zone. And so initially it was a, a little bit uncomfortable having those deep conversations with women uh, on camera, on a microphone at a time. But then I got used to it. And um, yeah, I, I learned quite a few lessons. And uh, it's an experience that I will forever be grateful for because it, 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 it shaped me a little bit. And, um, and I've been able to then um, uh, really like, make the most out of it. It's interesting you uh, you talked about um, having those intimate conversations on camera and then gradually you got uh, used to the cameras and I'm assuming you, you know, hopefully forgot they were there. But that to me just, I've always wondered about how authentic the whole experience is with The, uh, the Bachelor. Yeah, so like the, the, first, the first few days I, I was a little bit anxious going on set because um, I don't know, like you're – you 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 are yourself, but then you know that the whole nation is going to watch you. And so every time I was thinking to say something, I was almost weighing my words before they would come out of my mouth. And so in a way, I wasn't fully in my in my heart. If that makes sense, I was mostly in my head. Yeah. Mm. Um. But then once once you get used to it, and and we got used to it pretty quickly because we were filming like twelve hours. Sometimes we just absolutely forget about them. Once you get used to it, then you you really are in flow. 
so then what's interesting is that um, you often have dynamics where because us boys were filming so much and the girls not so much, then when we are in flow, then you might have a conversation with a girl who you're on a date with and she is really in the head. She's really anxious. And so you can just tell that that conversation isn't going anywhere, if that makes sense. Yeah. But to, to, to answer your questions in, term, in terms of authenticity, um, yeah, I would say, look, the show, I also had the same uh, thoughts, but on, on the show, like 85% of what happens is is real. And then probably 15%, there's, there's a, you know, producers will get you to have a certain conversation about a certain topic, even though you didn't want to. But, but that, that, would, that would be the numbers, in my, in my opinion. And is it all about going with your, uh, your gut feel in the end? Yes, it is. It really is. And I, I went against that. Like my, my gut was telling me to do something and make a decision. And then I ended up listening to the analytical part of myself. <laughs> and I, I regretted what I decided. But, but yes, uh, if anybody is listening here, gut is always right. Always trust it. <laughs> and there would have been, I imagine, long, uh, fairly grueling days uh, on set, Thomas. And, and given your uh, your healthy lifestyle, how did you manage to incorporate that into your days on the Bachelor set? It was really easy, actually. So every night we we had minders that were looking after us, and uh, the minder would would be sleeping in our in our same penthouse, and they would give us all the timing and stuff. And so every night they would tell us, "Hey, tomorrow we're, you're going to have uh, wardrobe and makeup at say seven a.m. or six thirty. And so based on that, then I would always wake up one hour and fifteen minutes earlier just to do some exercise, meditate, and have my breakfast. And that allowed me to always be present and, and centered, and uh, and, ke- I, and I kept my habits up just through having my consistent morning routine. I found it really useful. Now, you used to be a very big coffee drinker. Are you still a very big coffee drinker? I do have one coffee a day. I love I love the taste of coffee, and I love coffee. I wouldn't, I'm not a – I mean, I used to drink seven or eight a day before, mm-hmm. so I'm not a big drinker, but I, I still have my one coffee a day. Um, but I've also – I don't know if you guys know about this, but I also uh, take adaptogen. Um, have you, do you know about adaptogen? Not really, no. no, no. Yeah, so adaptogens are like um, uh, a bunch of different herbs um, that uh, will help you with energy or mental clarity or they will relax you. Um, you might have heard of ashwagandha or bacopa or butero. You can take them for different reasons. But I love, I love adaptogens because they, you know, when you, when you drink a coffee, I mean, I love the flavor, but it's almost like somebody throws you a bucket of energy on you and you're like, whoa, what do I do with all this energy? <laughs> yeah. But then adaptogens just like help you and they, they, they keep you focused and you have more intention in directing your energy as opposed to just having it dispersed at times. What about, Thomas, what about sweet treats, guilty pleasures, cheat days, all of the above? What's your stance yes. on those? <laughs> oh, I love them. I, I follow the Pareto, the Pareto principle, but inverted. And so 80% of my week, I, I love to be I have a structure in terms of what I'm eating. I eat really well. Um, and then 20% is allocated to treats. And so once a week, I will always have my pizza night. And another, another, another time a week, I'll always have my burgers and fries. And then when it comes to sweet treats, I love my dark chocolate. And I love my, I get these really awesome, healthy biscuits from a shop near me here in Bondi and I just became addicted to them. It's so good. So I live I live a balanced lifestyle. Hang on. Healthy biscuits? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they Jeez. are healthy. They cost they cost the bomb as well. And I started I started trying I started eating them and now I'm like spending like fifty bucks a week on biscuits. 
Yeah, I mean they, they do it so well now, don't they, uh, Thomas? In terms of the um, uh, low sugar or no sugar, um, low carb yeah. or no carb, um, we've come a long way in that area, haven't we? Absolutely. Now you can you can. There's so many beautiful alternatives you can buy, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's just great to have that option. So, what's the future hold for you now? The the bachelor's behind you. You've had that experience. Uh, where where are you heading in 2023? Yeah, I I have just finished uh, writing two books, and uh, at the moment I am um, I the, the I've hired an editor that has them both, and she is helping me with um, mistakes and giving them more flow, which she's done a fantastic job. And so before the year ends, I am manifesting um, uh, publish that they will publish my my books, and that's where most of my energy is going right now. Are they and, fiction, um, fiction books or fact books? Uh, they are nonfiction. Okay. Yeah, so more more around uh, self self help. So one is uh, called Connected. It's my story on how I went from being that party animal that I spoke to you about, about you before into who I am today by connecting my mind, body, and spirit, and you know helping people with healthy habits and routines. But I didn't want to be like the usual you know guru because I'm not an expert. I'm just a dude that has done the work and has got results. And so it's almost like a no bullshit approach to how to feel good. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is on biohacking. So uh, almost like a, um, a biohacking guide for dummies. <laughs> Sorry, Don't look at me when you say that, Thomas. <laughs> um, that's a, so that, what, what it, it, it says to me, Thomas, from our conversation with you, is that um, you, you can achieve these things, um, healthy, healthy lifestyle, weight loss, but it doesn't have to mean deprivation. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people, when they think of, of diet, they think of, you know, something that like a, a prison when in essence, you know, if you do have a big goal then of, of losing weight, for example, uh, you are going to have to make some, some smart choices and perhaps redirect some of what you're currently used to eating into something else that will give you the results. But I am more in the approach of like, okay, based on the results that you want, Let's create a lifestyle that will support your your goals, and then turn turn you into the human being that can create those habits that will um, give you the results that you want. So it's all about it's all about habits for me. Like habits will either make you or break you, right? Yep, that's a good point. Well, this is a bit of a question oh, without notice. Seeing as you are very good in the kitchen, <laughs> we would like you to host a dinner party. But if you were hosting a dinner party, a what would you cook or serve your guests, and b who would you invite if you could have anyone you wanted? Oh, dead or alive? Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, assuming that my guests aren't vegan, because I um, would like to cook something that is um, animal based, <laughs> um, I I would I would be cooking a um, a pasta. So I would be, I would be making. So my my father has. Um, um, taught me this ancient Sicilian recipe, which is pasta with oranges. And that, it, might, it might sound really strange, but it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a tomato sauce with onions, and then uh, you squeeze oranges inside, and you put the zest in too with some beautiful fresh extra virgin olive oil, Parmesan cheese, and it's just absolutely divine. It's it's something that once once your taste buds experience it, you're like, whoa, oh. this is just. Amazing. So I'll be cooking that, and then I would also be cooking uh, eggplant parmigiana, and then a nice uh, tiramisu to finish. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> and who would you have at the table, wow. Thomas? 
Look, if it, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but I am obsessed with uh, someone who unfortunately isn't here anymore. His name is Jim Rohn. Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn is, um, was Tony Robbins' coach. Oh. And um, he, he wrote several books and seminars. And there's a book in particular, which is called mm-hmm. The Art of Exceptional Living. And in the past, and still, still today, like whenever I have like moments I want to be inspired, I have like some, some down moments. I put in that audiobook and it just lifts me up. And he has the most incredible life philosophies that have taught me incredible things. And I would have him, I would love to have him for just an hour and just be, be in his proximity. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> Anyone else? I mean, there's so, so many people that I would have. I would love to have um, women, of course. Mm. Uh, I haven't quite thought of who I could have, <laughs> but uh, a very beautiful, connected woman would be nice. Perfect. Or maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll invite the batchy girls all over again. We can have a nice dinner party. Yeah, you want to keep it fairly intimate, <laughs> though, don't you? Just, just two go. or three. I think that's a good uh, guess. Now, Tom, Thomas, yeah. it would be remiss of us not to ask the question because I know everyone wants to know: Are you seeing anybody? Oh, I'm not. So oh. I'm I'm single at the moment. I am in the dating arena. <laughs> and uh, just to finish off, Thomas, we usually ask our guests if they have a kitchen or a cooking tip to share. Ooh. Uh, a kitchen or a cooking tip? Mm. Um, okay, so my best tip would be towards breakfast. So I always love starting my morning with a good protein-based breakfast. Um, I feel that when you start your morning with, with a good protein-based breakfast, then your day just unfolds in such a good, positive way. So my, my best tip is I, uh, I start my morning with eggs. Or with um, um, meal replacement shake. I know that doesn't sound really nice, but um, when it comes to eggs, I can send the recipe if you want. I do something called what it's called an um, egg brulee, and so I, I roast some nuts in in a pan first, some mixed nuts, and then in the blender I put in one egg, some egg whites, some coconut milk, and a scoop of of protein powder. You can have that flavored if you want. Blend it and then put the the um, the contain the, the the what's what's in the blender in the pan and then you start to cook it and it and it creates this beautiful um, a soft version of an omelette and then afterwards once it's done you put some fresh berries on top and you've got that consistency of the egg the crunchiness of uh, of the nuts and and you made yourself a breakfast that has probably around like forty to seventy grams of protein based of based on how many egg whites you put in. And it just gets you started like a rocket. It's fantastic. Oh. It's amazing. Oh, wow. No, I'm sold. There I is have drooling to do that. going on here like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> this looks like a slobber fest. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Hey, Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with your books. We look forward to seeing them before the end of the year. And, uh, and thank you so much for being on Food Bites. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have an awesome day, guys. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Oh, he got me right. It is. I do get hangry, as you can attest. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't last with fasting. I'm. I'm sorry. I've got to have my tinned mackerel on toast every morning, or I'm just not myself. It just there's no talking to some people when they haven't no, eaten, no. and one of those people is sitting next to me and is I, about to do the food poll. No, because the food poll this week is really interesting. <laughs> it's really hard. Well, yeah, it is. It is a hard one. To one split. of the most difficult ones we've ever yeah, had. Bakery variety wagon wheels, oh. big chunky ones, or bakery. Uh, Custard and fruit tarts. You With know, the most, they love the fruit on the top. Most beautiful strawberry, a couple of little blueberries. Kiwi fruit, a, a nice. Kiwi and a nice fruit. glaze oh. of uh, apricot jam yeah. is okay. Oh.
Wow. Let's see what everyone thinks. Can we split them? Terry Daniel will start us off and he says, yes. oh, my gosh, more sweet choices. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the fruit tart, says Terry. It has to be fruit. Well, it is. Ha- it has fruit, yep. so it must be healthy. Exactly. Fair enough. Rebecca says, would you believe that neither of those appeal oh, to me? Oh, no. It's shocking, I know. But no, Beck, no, that's okay. Each his own. <laughs> Silvana says, wagon wheels for me. Artie says, the wagon wheel, take the wagon wheel. Yes, there's an ad that says, take the wagon wheel. That's the one. Peter says, uh, that's a pretty mean-looking wagon wheel you've got there. Uh, happy to have them both, thanks. Glenn says... Ah, the wagon wheel, <laughs> the wagon wheel. I remember that advertisement. So it's the wagon wheel for me, Pato. Hands down there, but they didn't no. make them like they look in this photo. Yeah, used to be eight cents too at the Carrenborough pool kiosk. Right? Good grief! Andy That's says, as "Big as your fist." Yeah. <laughs> Andy says, "Oh." Delicious, both of them, but wagon wheel wins for me. Steve says you got to get a great wagon wheel to beat a fruit tart. Yeah. Fortunately, I know a super bakery that does just that. <laughs> oh, I'm tipping that's Paul <laughs> the Pieman. Probably <laughs> is. Rachel says wagon wheel. Michelle, wagon wheel. Daz Smith says, sadly, the old wagon wheel is about the size of a mini wheel these days, <laughs> but it is still my pick. I just need 12 and not six. To satisfy my hunger. Go to the bakery. Get the bakery yeah. ones. Don't buy the ones in the supermarket. Uh, Davin says, love them both, but the fruit tart is the winner ah. for me. Caroline says, where do you get a wagon wheel that looks like that? Asking for a friend, but a fruit tart to answer the question. Unless the wagon wheel looks like that, and then I would be willing to test my response. <laughs> and Sue pipes up and says, Caroline. Kelly's Bakery in Currumburra make them just like that. They're massive, needs at least four cups of tea to go with well, it. Hey, can you dunk them into the tea? <laughs> I think it's the amount of time it takes you to eat one of those things. They're massive. Uh, Ian Barnes, Barnsey says, uh, I will have the wagon wheel after I finish the fruit tart. And Kim says, I concur with that, Ian. Agreed. That's the way I do it That's too. That's very clever. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Sue Hosking says, eat the wagon wheel, eat the wagon wheel. There's that ad again. Kristen says, uh, fruit flan, but only if it's from Brunetti's. Oh, yeah, they do beautiful fruit yeah? flans, okay. yeah. Jim Wilson, well, he just says nay. That's not like Jim. <laughs> he, he would normally introduce a caramel uh, salted yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, donut or something. Broaching no argument. Rebecca Madden says, yep. Angela Pippos, can I be difficult and say cheese? No, I, I had well. th- to think about that. You, well, already clearly you have been difficult, Angela. <laughs> but I then wanted to work out whether she wanted a cheese wheel or a cheese tart. I couldn't quite work out which of the ones, but anyway. Fair enough. Old Crokey says, look, there's nothing like a good old tart to win favour. Yes. The fruit is just a healthy bonus. Love an old tart. Been one for years. (laughs) Stephen Quartermain finishes us off and he says, wagon wheels were the bomb when I was a kid, but they're poor quality now. Like many other products, they're trading on reputation. Ah, but wait, there's more. Steve Bastoni says... (laughs) Wagon wheels were fluffy mounds of marshmallow with oh. a thin layer of raspberry jam pressed within two shortbread biscuits layered in chocolate. Oh. Now, oh. cardboard glued together with styrofoam <laughs> dipped in last year's Easter eggs melted down. So unless you have a time machine, the tart. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. And Peacock says both, please. And Merv Hughes finishes us off. Merv says, wagon wheel every day of the week. You don't get a figure like mine from eating fruit. <laughs> and the votes are in. Ooh, and the wagon wheel wins by, really? by a really big margin. Really? 55% for the wagon wheel. 25% 
for both. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the tart gets the final 20% that is on offer. Uh, well, I have to say, I'd probably go both. the tart. It's the first time ever I'm going both. Really? Oh, yeah. Or, or you'll do what Barnsley suggests and have the wagon wheel and then have your fruit tart for okay. dessert. I'll tell you what I would do. Oh. If I was walking down to Paul the Pyman in a beautiful... Uh, Downtown Inverloch. Yes. I, I would walk in. I would buy both. <laughs> I would take them home. I would cut them in half and have half the <laughs> wagon wheel and half the fruit tart at 10 o'clock and the other half at about 3 o'clock. That's what I'd do. I can't ha- cut them in half and then only have half. Oh, yes, you can. No. That's, if, that's like having one chip out of a packet yeah, of chips. Yeah, but you can if you're, having, if you're having the other half of the other one at the same time. Then you're having mm. a whole and then you go back and have a whole oh, later and you get the sensation so you, of both. Well, so you end up having the whole thing hey, of both. This stomach I've got didn't get here without a lot of very, very careful planning move, Hughes oh, and I know. Thank you so much, everyone, for your uh, responses. Yeah. That was very entertaining, particularly Steve Bastard. Terrific. <laughs> Wagon wheels were fluffy mounds of marshmallow <laughs> with a thin layer of raspberry jam pressed within two shortbread biscuits layered in chocolate. It's like... Uh, it's a like, mountaineer can almost scale those mounds of marshmallow. <laughs> it's like some sort of porn version of a dessert. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Steve. I'm not really into marshmallow that much. You know uh, the old chocolate royal biscuits? Uh, yeah, they're they like had a the little a, one at the top, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they're a bit of like a play on a, a wagon wheel. Never a big fan yeah. of those. But wagon wheels, oh, the raspberry yeah. jam in the And oh, let's have a minute silence for the wagon wheels you buy in the supermarkets now. Yeah. Or actually, no, we'll cut that down into a 10-second silence because that's all it deserves. Well, about the size of a $2 coin. Hey, thanks to our guest on this program. Thomas was fantastic. Oh, he uh, was. We enjoyed board. it um, immensely and very interesting and thought-provoking, especially if you have been considering, uh, I guess, uh, the intermittent fasting. That He had uh, some great information to impart. Or the- do what I'm doing, the internet fasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you just don't do Twitter for about three days and then you don't do Facebook for three days. Haven't lost a pound of weight, but, geez, I feel better. See you next time on Food Bites. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.